With B. Wright Jones. Being brought to you by Keep Looking Up with B. Wright Jones, LLC. Welcome to the show. It's another Thursday, and I'm so glad that you are with me. Again, welcome. This again is B. Wright Jones, and I'm so glad to be here with you guys on this Thursday. Just wanted to, as I always do, open up with a few words of encouragement. I'm so excited about my special guest today. And, um, you know, just to open up a little bit on that on that line, you know, I know that there are some that are out there just like myself, you know, waiting for love to to show up in your life. Um, Know that it will come. Until then, you know, let's continue to work on ourselves every day becoming a better version of ourselves each new day. Practice self-care. That's so important. Know that it's not selfish in saying no. You know, it's not selfish in making ourselves a priority. And then I want to also remind you just to keep God first, believing that he knows the desires of our heart. He knows what we're in need of. Let's continue to trust him. Let's continue to lean in and believe that he's working everything out for our good. All right, guys. So again, welcome to the show. I am so excited today. I have a very special guest that's with me on today. And um, her name is Tamika Michelle Johnson. And I want to tell you a little bit about her before I bring her on and um Tamika is also known as the matchmaking attorney. She's an attorney and a certified matchmaker, recognized early in her early 20s that there seemed to be a lack of qualified suitors for educated, professional, and accomplished women. Since that time, she has been fascinated with understanding the dynamics of relationships, why some worked, why why others didn't, and specifically why high-achieving, successful women often complained that they had a hard time finding suitable partners, many times ending up single and alone or in situationships with toxic men. Though she was a single mother, by the time she reached her mid-20s, Tamika became an attorney a few years later and attained career and financial success in her 30s. Yet like so many other successful, educated, accomplished, beautiful, professional women that were perfect on paper, she continued to personally experience years of dating and relationship woes. Eventually, Tamika gave up hope that she would ever have any more children at 40 and even doubted if she would ever get married. That is until she completed an amazing and life-altering transformation. That transformation completely changed how Tamika approached dating and relationships, learning how to attract quality men, to choose from for a long-term 
healthy relationship. Within one year of fully transforming, Tamika married a great guy at 41 years old and subsequently had two more healthy children at 41 and 43 years old. Wow, that is an amazing story. I love it. I love it. Tamika, welcome. Hello. Hey, Belinda. Thank you so much for having me. Just listening to you, girl, you are taking me back <laughs> already. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's been a journey. It has oh my been, gosh. but I know I am not alone. And, and you so are many other not women. alone. Yes, yeah, you are not. Oh, we, I'm telling you, and your story is so amazing. I love it. You know, you were about to give up hope, but then things just changed, you know, and I, I just love that. So I'm so glad you're here with us today to help some sisters out because we could use some help. And look, I, before we even get into it, I'm just going to tell you, you know, um, I know you had an amazing challenge that was going on and I had started off you know, strong with that challenge, you know, um, like the dating challenge. And I did sign up on a, on a, on an app, um, for a, um, I forget it. I think it was eHarmony. I think it was. And, um, I started off strong, but you know, I, I wind up just falling off. And I often wonder, you know, we know that we want to find love. We know that we want to be in a relationship, but when do we really decide, get to the point where we want to make some things a priority in our life? Um, like for me, I started off strong, but then I got so engrossed again with my work um, that I just fell off. And I'm like, okay, there comes a time when you got to do something different. You got to stick with it so you can see some changes or things in your life. So help us out, you know, um, I love this title, Transforming from Successful and Single to Marvelous and Married. You know, yes, I, I, I have my business going on, some things, and but at the end of the day, you know, I'm still single, I'm actually divorced, but I want to date again. I, I want to meet, you know, a good guy. Um, what, what can you share? What can you tell us today? Help me out. Yes, of course. I you know, we briefly spoke about that and what mm -hmm. you did, that's just all so common because once we start, once we decide, okay, like I, I know I have to take the step if I want to be intentional about dating, finding a partner and all that. And then we mm -hmm. get on these apps and it is frustrating. And so we don't stick with it. <laughs> yeah. And just, yep. like, you know, so many other things kind of let it go and it's no longer priority, but you know, the thing that I stress to women is you you have to be intentional about finding love, finding the right person. And just like we've been intentional about getting our education, we've been intentional about growing our businesses, we've been intentional about investments, finances, you have to be intentional about dating and relationships as well, and not just leave it up mm -hmm. to luck. You didn't yeah. become successful by luck. Um, right. And, you know, it, it is a total journey for me, you know, there's, there's, as far as my transformation is the emotional side of it. And there was a spiritual side of it mm -hmm. as well. So, um, yeah, let me just kind of take you through what I went through and what my transformation looked like. Yes. Because, you know, it was really, it was a 10 year process, you know, at the completion of it, things happen quickly, but it was a process. So, okay. yeah. 
as you were saying, um, yeah, in my early 20s, after I graduated from college, I took off two years before I went to law school. I always wanted to be an attorney. Mm-hmm. I, I always knew what my life, I thought I knew what my life was going to look like. I just knew I was going to be an attorney. I was going to get married and I was going to have kids and I was going to have it in that order. And it was going to happen in my twenties, <laughs> but wow. it didn't, it didn't. So I ended up being a single mother at 25. That was the mm-hmm. first thing. So, you know, what was number three was now number one, <laughs> Yeah. right? Wow. So, yeah. you know, um, I didn't let that define me. And so, yeah, I finished law school, became an attorney. But after, before I had my daughter, after college, before law school, I was quote unquote, I was adulting. That's the term these kids use these days. <laughs> it was adulting. Um, uh-huh. and, and I was dating and I just realized just the type of men that I was meeting and going out with, it just did not look good at all. And so I actually started the framework then, but right before I went to law school of creating a dating service. But I mm-hmm. also held out hope thinking, okay, well, at the same time, I am not where I am going to be professionally. Because at this point, I hadn't even gone to law school. I was holding out, well, thinking, okay, well, once I become an attorney, eligible bachelors will just be at my fingertips and it'll be <laughs> so much easier. Um, I was thinking that. So, you know, I ended up, um, I graduated law school and then I started dating again. And I was like, oh, it's the same. Like it's still, and not only mm-hmm. is it the same, it's, it's, it's worse because now, you know, it's really hard to find men who are on a similar education level as mm-hmm. me and, you know, financially where I'm going, so it was harder. It mm-hmm. never occurred to me that the more successful we become, and especially as women of color, mm-hmm. the more successful we become, the harder it is to find compatible partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just blew my mind because, you know, as I say, like, we're like perfect on paper. We're like, mm-hmm. we focus on our education, you know, got good jobs, you know, going to church or Christians, and we deserve the best. Like, we literally are the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. But there's not so much, there's not a lot of options at that level. And that's right. where we want to stay. And then we get focused on and we're told, you know, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things is we kind of um, confuse the things that we deserve and the things that we desire. Mm-hmm. And we look at the things that we desire, if we don't get those as settling, um, mm-hmm. and, which I don't, you know, that's a whole nother topic in and of itself. But Mm-hmm. After I became licensed, or shortly, or shortly became, I became licensed as an attorney, um, I had an epiphany. And I was, had always been dating, and people would always say to me, like, how are you still single? Like, you're, you're smart, mm-hmm. you're attractive, mm-hmm. you're witty, like, all that stuff. You know, we probably mm-hmm. all heard it. And, yeah. you know, we're always like, yeah, why am I still single? Like, I don't get mm-hmm. it either. <laughs> Can you tell me? <laughs> so... Um, I was traveling at the time and I was in a hotel room and I was actually back in Connecticut where I'm originally from. Um, and I was in a room, it was almost like everything just kind of came together. Like I was meant to be there. Mm -hmm. And it was like, God revealed to me, like why I was not emotionally connecting with men. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a result of how I was raised and, you know, just being told that, um, men are logical, women are emotional. So because women are emotional, their decisions aren't as reliable as men. Like that's what I was taught. 
repeatedly mm. growing up. And so I personally, I suppressed my emotions. And so mm-hmm. I was not emotionally connecting with men in relationships. Um, and I realized that that day, and when I realized that, I was like, wow, like this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that, I was in a relationship because it was like, that was my blockage. And, you know, so many people, we have different blockages, so many things that have affected us in our childhood, in our upbringing, in the relationships that we saw. Yes. We don't even realize the impact that it has on us. Wow. Um, so to me, that that was amazing. And to be able to correct that, right? So now I'm like, yes. I'm trying to, like, it's conscious, a conscious thing. You know, but I was still able to recognize what the issue was and to be more open emotionally. And again, I was in a relationship shortly after that. Wow. The problem was, <laughs> the problem was I was in a relationship with the wrong person. Mm. I was so excited that I had, you know, learned this, right, about mm-hmm. me and I make that change. Mm-hmm. And I ended up being in a relationship that was not the healthiest of relationships. Mm-hmm. But I stuck with it and I was in it for 10 years, all my mm-hmm. 30s. I just turned 30, all my good baby making years, what I say <laughs> to people. <laughs> you know, I, I always wanted to have more kids, but I was like, I'm not doing that as a single parent again. Like, this is not going to happen. <laughs> right. So, uh, um, <laughs> um, so my partner at the time, he, he had three kids coming in. He had just gotten out of a marriage. Uh, I had my daughter. They were all about the same age. And mm-hmm. I spent 10 years trying to convince him to have more. And he spent 10 years trying to convince me not to want to have more. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. <laughs> I wow. don't know who won. I don't know who lost, but it was 10 years. It, it was, it was nine and a half years too long to be wow. in that um, relationship. But the thing was, um, again, at this point, you know, I'm in my career, I'm building and the first time that there is something inappropriate, I didn't mm-hmm. stop and leave. Like I acted like I was, but mm-hmm. I didn't. And I stayed with it because now I'm getting to the point where I see other women going through the same thing. I see beautiful women, intelligent women, successful women, them complaining about being alone, being single. There's no good men. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to hold on to this one <laughs> and I'm just going to mm-hmm. you know, try to change him. Mm-hmm. And and I think also because so many of us, and I work with so many women who are, you know, successful and they're used to succeeding and they're used to tackling and overcoming any obstacle that they have, that they, they bring that mentality to relationships. Mm-hmm. So, and we don't want to fail. We don't want to admit mm-hmm. failure. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to admit failure. Two years in, nope, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make it yeah. work. Five years in, nope, I'll make, I spent all this time. <laughs> This is going wow. to work. Just stubborn. Yep. Just stubborn. And so 10 years goes by quick. Um, as, yep. um, but, but the relationship was so taxing on me that, you know, I was really stressed. You know, there mm. was cheating. There was lying. There were silent phones. And I mm. knew better. I yeah. knew better. But yeah. I was scared to be alone. Mm-hmm. The fear mm-hmm. of being alone is just, is, it, it will take over you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it'll paralyze you. And you don't yeah. want to admit it, but that's that mm-hmm. was my issue. I was scared of being alone. You know, I was like, the older mm-hmm. I get, the harder it's going to be. Wow. But I, you know, I definitely in that relationship, I went through a depression. I was stressed. My hair was falling out. I couldn't sleep. My back was hurting. You mm. know, I was breaking up. It just 
it just was not healthy. And, you know, even yeah. on the outside to people, everything looked fine. Everything looked good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People think, you know, things are perfect. But no, I was just, I was hurting. I was hurting mm-hmm. on the inside. Um, and yeah. I, you know, realized that I was in a depression. Um, and I had to, I had to get out of it. Um, yeah. And I did. But I was still there for several more years. And it finally got wow. to a point where I saw that my daughter, she was seeing the back and forth in this relationship, the on again, the off again. And Mm -hmm. I saw how it was affecting her. I saw what she was seeing for Mm -hmm. a relationship. And that was, that was just hurting me so bad. So I finally had to make the decision like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm going to have to be alone and I just need to be at peace. Because I just was not at peace. I felt like I literally couldn't breathe. Wow. Um, My chest was just full and I just, I couldn't Mm -hmm. do it anymore. And, you know, for that purpose for me and then for my daughter, because she deserves so much better. Yeah. And, uh, And so you know, I accepted maybe I'll be, I'll be alone for, for the rest of my life. Let me just start planning what my life will look like professionally in other areas, mm-hmm. just, you know, this point forward. And so I left that relationship. Um, and, you know, again, I was just full of peace. Um, oh, you know, I was, you know, it was, it was sad, but yeah, definitely full of peace. Wow. So that's what made you move. You saw how it was affecting your daughter. And you knew it wasn't good, so you made that decision. That was that was very brave. That was that was that was the first that was the first step um, in changing your life. So, and I know that you you met someone else after that that you that you eventually married, correct? So I actually met my now husband when my daughter was like one. So I had known him for like fourteen oh. years. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we just didn't like seriously date. We were not in a committed relationship. When I met him, I literally was going back to law school. I was leaving the state um, to finish law school in Louisiana. And so I wasn't asking for a relationship at the point. At that point, it was just kind of like, oh, you seem like a good guy. When I come back to Atlanta, which is where I'm from, you know, we'll go out, we'll hang out or what have you. And that's what okay. we did. Oh. So... Um, admittedly, between my on again and off again relationship in that 10 years, if it was off, I would contact him. So he was always there, but then I'd go back to my ex. So I was playing with okay. fire, but we we ended up actually, um, we reconnected and it was, I tell you, yeah. it was a divine intervention because um, wow. I was in the middle of my day working in between appointments, stopped at um a plaza to do some shopping and he was in the same plaza walking out getting something to eat and I almost hit him with my car and what? This, like this man just walked in front of my car I was like this dude is about to get hit oh my <laughs> god I, I slam on my brakes right I slam on my brakes and I looked and I'm like Daryl and it was him and, oh. and it was him <laughs> and we reconnected wow. from there and yeah wow. so initially we still we still weren't in a relationship we were just kind of casually dating um, mm-hmm. and then maybe eight months later after that, and I wasn't ready to be in a relationship at that point anyway, cause I just gotten out of my other relationship. Um, but right. maybe like nine months later, eight, nine months later, we had the discussion of actually dating exclusively and it was, okay. that was it pretty much. So wow, that was it. Okay. Wow. I love that story. I love that. So, and you've been, you've been married now. I'm sorry. How long have you been married now? We just celebrated our fourth year anniversary. So four oh, years. Nice. 
That's nice. That's nice. I love that. So just thinking about your story, um, you know, there, there comes a time when we have to make a decision, um, especially when we see things really aren't going anywhere, when we see things are, are toxic, um, when things aren't good for us, um, that we have to make that decision, you know, to, to let go. Um, many times we'll try to hold on to things that aren't good for us, missing out on God's best for us. So I had to finally, you know, realize that myself in my life because, you know, I was married for nine years um, in, a, in a toxic relationship um, and I had to eventually um, let go. And again, uh, you know, I, I was afraid of being alone, um, didn't really, you know, want to start over again, but realizing that it wasn't healthy, it wasn't good for me. Um, and I had to make that decision. So, you know, we've been apart, been, I've been divorced now since August of 2020. So, um, and I'm telling you, it's just like, I can breathe, you know? Um, I was just holding on to some things, um, trying to hold on to a relationship that just was not good. So when you, now that I'm ready, you know, when you get to that, that point, you know, when you're, you're ready, you were saying earlier about, uh, that blockage, there was a blockage, um, and we don't even realize it at times. Can you help us in that area? Give a suggestion of really um, realizing or recognizing if there's a blockage there um, that could be from our early childhood. Something could be blocking um, and keeping us from moving forward in a healthy relationship. Is there something you can share with us on today regarding that? Yeah, so I am a huge fan of therapy. Um, and sometimes it just takes, you know, therapy, sometimes coaching just to figure out what is perhaps preventing you from being successful in the relationships, um, connecting mm -hmm. with people. Um, mm -hmm. that, that's huge for me. I've always been in tune with my emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't feel right, I try to figure it out. Um, mm -hmm. And so I can usually pinpoint it. So then there's the point where you have to actually make the change, which is the hardest part. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. you know, figuring out, you know, what is possibly stopping you, that's a good spot, um, a good, good, mm -hmm. good time to go to therapy um, and mm. work those things out. So our okay. um, coach or someone who is, you know, a relationship coach or a dating coach, that kind of thing. Just so you can do, you can delve into your relationship history, your past and your upbringing to see how mm -hmm. that's affecting you now. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go, go back a little bit as well because I say, you know, when I met my husband, kind of that was it. Well, there was no one else after him, but it wasn't necessarily it because for the first six months of that relationship, there still was something that was not right. Um, okay. that, you know, I wasn't connected with fully and I had to, um, understand what that was. And so that's part of my, my, um, spiritual transformation because mm -hmm. one, um, and I know so many women have done this, we could be in relationships and it could be with a man 
or person who does not truly appreciate us and mm-hmm. they are not mm-hmm. acting as if they are in a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. And and you get you kind of get get hurt in in that relationship mm-hmm. and you stay in it. So for me, um, I never processed my 10 year relationship. And I have this demeanor, like so many women have, like, you know, I'm this strong woman, I can get over it, I'm just going to keep keep it pushing, keep it moving. And that's what what I did. Um, so when I got in a relationship with my my now husband, I hadn't fully processed it. So um, previously, in my old relationship, I, I would pray, like, I would pray to God, like, like, Lord, just make him see that I'm a good woman. Make him mm-hmm. like realize that I have all these things um, that I will help him. I'll be loyal and all this. Like that was my prayer. But mm-hmm. with my husband, six months in, it was a Sunday afternoon. I'll never forget. It was a Sunday afternoon. I was in the bathroom. I just kind of like broke down. And I didn't know why. And it just things, these feelings just started coming to me. And I realized, oh my goodness, like I'm still like having these emotions from my past relationship. So I was just like, God, please just remove him from my heart. And the next prayer was, and show me how to be the wife that my husband needs me to be, my future husband needs me to be. And so I feel like my prayer was different. Before it was, you know, let him see what, see what a good woman I am. Now it was, Mm -hmm. what do I need to do? For him to, mm-hmm. to know that what do I how do I need to show up to be a wife for him and when that mm-hmm. happened um it was another instance of just being overwhelmed with the greatest sense of peace that I've ever had I you know got in wow. the past relationship out I processed that out and now fully committed to my husband and the mm-hmm. interesting thing is like I thought I was fine throughout that whole relationship with my now husband but he even tells me after that day, he noticed there was something different about me. He noticed I was more affectionate um, and our bond was a little, a little closer, a little tighter, a little stronger. Wow. Um, also, tr- truth be told, we had talked at this point, I was 40. We had talked about kids. Um, I was like, listen, I'm 40. <laughs> I don't know what the chances <laughs> of me having children are. Like, like I'm, I don't know. I hear the same statistics that other, every other woman hears after mm-hmm. 35, like you're almost barren. And so we had the discussion. So, you know, we decided kind of early on that, you know, we weren't going to try necessarily, but we weren't going to prevent it either. And so right. the reality is I could have gotten pregnant like that whole time, but I didn't. But when I had that, that sense of peace that come up, that came over me and okay. I had that breakdown moment, I was pregnant within a month. Mm-hmm. So wow. it was just, yeah, it was just the testament awesome. of, Again, that stress, that emotional yeah. baggage that I was holding on to, mm-hmm. um, it was binding my body. It was preventing me from conceiving. And so all those things just play, you know, a different role on, on you. Okay. So wow. that's part of my, my, my spiritual transformation in there. You know, I started the emotional part 10 years prior, but it was, oh, yeah, wow. it was just different at this oh, point. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing how, you know, things like that can be in our lives, you know, and could be, you know, blocking some things from really taking and transpiring in our lives and happening. Um, And then we just have that moment, 
you know, where things just change. So that's amazing. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, I, I wanted to also talk a little bit about um, rethinking to and, re, and redefining your life after 40 personally and professionally. And this is big for me because, you know, I know a lot of times um, we're trying to please everybody else. Um, people, you know, have expectations looking for us to do certain things. We're trying to um, live our lives to please other people. And we put our, you know, dreams and different things on hold um, many times. But there comes a point in our life where, you know, we need to do that transformation. What's making me happy? You know, what do I really want to do um, in my life um, at this point? And really seeking my happiness um, and the desires of my heart. Um, let's talk about that. You, you want to share? Sure. Yeah. So listen, 40 mm -hmm. for women is, mm -hmm. is, is a tough age, right? It's especially mm -hmm. if you're approaching 40 and you've not mm -hmm. achieved some of the things that you wanted to. Um, again, mm -hmm. so a lot of, you know, the women that I work with, a lot of people I work with, um, they have achieved things professionally, but personally mm -hmm. they may not have achieved everything, you know, marriage mm -hmm. and kids and, and all that. So 40, 40 is tough, right? So we're, mm -hmm. we're too young to be old and too old to be young. And like right? you said, we... <laughs> We focus on other things. We focus if we have kids, we focus on our kids. We focus on, you know, maybe our businesses, um, mm -hmm. you know, parents and, you know, friends, just doing everything, people pleasing. And right. 40 for a lot, a lot of people is kind of like, okay, that's, that's, that's it. Um, I've got to make mm -hmm. a change and I've got to focus on me. And so, and that's what a lot of us do. We kind of like, okay, we start prioritizing ourselves at mm -hmm. 40. Um, and it may take, mm -hmm. you know, some years to actually start doing it um, naturally mm -hmm. or consistently, mm -hmm. but we start realizing that. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, again, 40 was, was amazing for me because at 41, I got married um, later on that year, 41, I had a baby, a baby that I thought I'd never be able to have. Um, wow. Two years later, I had another baby, you know, all oh naturally conceived. Yes. Um, Yes. And you hear that this, these things can't happen. You know, I thought I was, I accepted a life of being single and no more children. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, that is amazing. Yeah. So 40 yes. was great. And so I, with my husband, we are really kind of, of partners. We're like coaches and cheerleaders. We're cheerleaders, sorry, should I say. We're cheerleaders for one another. Um, Amen. And so we've been, been partners and he, you know, definitely was, he was into personalities and relationships. And so we just kind of came up with some things that I wanted to pursue. He wanted to pursue. And we kind of combined some of those things. Um, mm -hmm. And it just definitely has, has worked. We've complemented one another. And so for me, as far as, you know, personally, you know, I got married and had the kids. But professionally, you know, I was looking at this point. I've been an attorney for over 10 years now. Mm -hmm. I could kind of mm -hmm. do what I'm doing. I could do it in my sleep. And that's mm -hmm. where you are a lot of times at 40. You've been doing something for so long. That's all you know. You've become really, really comfortable. And mm -hmm. you don't want to try anything different. Mm -hmm. You're, you're kind of like, okay, it's going to take too long. Like it took me, you know, so many years to reach this point. If I start to do something different, it's going to take me that amount of years. Um, but I, you know, 
absolutely encourage women to, to pursue whatever their heart's desire is professionally yes. as well, because I, I still practice, but I'm not a litigator. I'm transactional. I do um, estate planning, wills and trusts and deeds and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always keep that. But like I said, this, this desire to get involved in relationships and mm-hmm. coaching a little bit and becoming a matchmaker and having a dating agency, uh, a matchmaking agency, like I was kind of going back and forth. I was, it was really like, what will people think of me? <laughs> They're like, you're really? an attorney. How are you going through relationships? Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I don't normally have imposter syndrome, but I definitely did when I started thinking about this, mm-hmm. but it was, mm-hmm. it was my passion. It was my desire. Um, and I mm-hmm. love doing it. And then I just sur- started surrounding myself around people who, you know, who were bosses and who were pursuing mm-hmm. the things that they were pursuing in life. And you just have to surround yourself with a different yes. type of energy. Yes. And yeah. So yeah, that's, that makes that's all what the I had difference. Okay. Yeah. That's so yeah. true. Surrounding your people, surrounding yourself around people, you know, that have vision, um, that can, you know, relate to you, that, you know, will also be a cheerleader for you. Um, and not, you know, shooting you down saying, girl, what you trying to do that for? You know, you need people that's going to support you, encourage you, uh, inspire you. So yeah. And that they're about, you know, business too. So that is so true. That is so true. Um, cause sometimes people will try to talk us out of things, um, because they don't see the vision that we see, you know, but, um, that's great when you can surround yourself around people, um, that can support your vision. You, and you, you know, we both can support each other. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And, um, yeah. And, and then, you know, we're multi-talented women, right? Yes. We don't, we, we don't do we don't just, just one thing. We don't do just one thing. Right. <laughs> That's so the when truth. you come across people like when I come, when I've been coming yes. across, you know, attorneys who mm-hmm. you know are doing other things. And I was like, yes, because yes. yeah, I can't just do one thing. Like I feel like there's I have too much in me. Yes, just to do one, thing. and we can. Like I think That's last right. year at one point, I um changed my profile picture on social media that said, "Actually, I can." So <laughs> it was more <laughs> of an testament. Like, yes, I can. I can be an attorney. Yes, I can be yes. a matchmaker. Um, and I can do them both well. And that's yes. what I did. It just took that attitude and that shift. Like, actually, yeah, I can. So yes. <laughs> that's what it's, yes. what it's been for me. You know, we have been blessed with different gifts. So that's so true i love that and i think about you know my tagline get unstuck and sexy of sexy which is the acronym self-confidence excitement extra and yes i can so right there you know um we have to you know think about that there's so many things that we you know we have gifts and talents and a lot of times it's funny though because we're concerned about what other people will think. Um, sometimes we um, we don't want to shine. Um, we don't want to come out, you know, really and use our gifts and, and talents. And, you know, people say, oh, don't take all that or, you know, different things. But, you know, we have to remember that we have purpose. You know, we have to remember that there are people that are waiting for us to walk in our purpose. There are people that are waiting for us to do that very thing that's in our heart to do. So I am so um, glad that you're doing your thing. 
you know, um, and you're helping other people and you're making a difference. And that's what it's about, you know, and um, if we just step up and step out um, and do that and stop allowing um, fear or other things to um, to keep us um, hidden, you know, we could do anything, anything, most definitely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. yes. So I, I have to, you know, definitely say, you know, be, even though there's some reluctancies when you first start anything, because you're just not sure, even though you have the passion for it, you're not sure if other people will. Mm-hmm. But once I started, you know, doing the matchmaking, um, I always thought it was just going to be an issue with not having enough men who were available or quality men. Mm. And that's not been my experience at all. I was always like, there's always going to be women because, you know, that's my demographic. I I get that. But there Mm -hmm. are both men and women who who are doing extremely well professionally Mm -hmm. and financially. Um, Mm -hmm. They're all looking for one another. And so it's not, not the lack of desire of men to be in relationships, to be in healthy relationships. There's a disconnect where we're just not connecting and the approach needs to be a little bit mm-hmm. different. So, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, and it's a little challenging, I think, because as women, as Black women, we have evolved way mm-hmm. quicker than any other demographic in mm-hmm. this country, right? Mm-hmm. And so yes. everyone has not evolved as quickly as us. <laughs> so right? now, you know, we're in boardrooms, we're CEOs, you know, we're yes. making six, seven figures. And yes. men have not um, adjusted to, to that as quickly as women have, because, you know, mm-hmm. they're just taught, you know, to be mm-hmm. providers and protectors. And you take away the providing part, some men are lost. And so... Yeah. Um, there's the approach, which I focus on a lot with women, um, okay. when you're approaching your relations, um, or possible relationships with, with men. Um, okay. we have to, we have to check our, our, um, our leading, uh, role at the door sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just kind of take, turn, turn it down a notch. Now I tell people like, turn it down. Um, not to yeah. zero, you don't have to be a damsel in distress, but turn it right. down to like six or seven, right? And, okay. um, you know, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be, you know, talking about next week, I'll be doing a live, we'll be talking about the role of men and mm-hmm. women. Have they changed? Because we've become successful, have those traditional roles changed? Um, mm-hmm. Should they change? Do we want them to change? Because there's so many women who are successful and they're broken the mold, right? And then yeah. they're like, well, I just want a, I want a traditional man. But you can't have a mm. traditional man if you're, <laughs> if, you're, if you're not traditional. Like you're an extraordinary right. woman. You can't yeah. have traditional. Isn't but it doesn't something? mean that you can't be in a healthy relationship with, with a quality partner. It just means you right. have to kind of change your approach to it. You, there's a way around it and to it. But, yeah. you know, it's just minor adjustments to how we approach it. But, yeah, we're kind of rethinking, okay, well, I'm not traditional. How can I, you know, ask someone to be a traditional man and I'm not? Right, and so exactly. So you, you have to, you know, look at who you're dating, expand your dating pool, um, be open to different, different races, 
be open mm-hmm. to long distance dating. Because here's the mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> okay. We okay. a lot of times when we meet men, we get consumed. And they can be a mm-hmm. little distracting. Yeah. And so when you have that distance, you still can do you and you can take your time and let that relationship grow and mature naturally instead of forcing right. it. Because when we're here, like when we're in the same city, we're still dating. We're kind of like, okay, it's been like two weeks. It's been like a month. What are we doing here? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, so, and so we have to not do that. Right, exactly. Um, but definitely be open. Not saying, you know, exclusively date people, you know, in other cities, other states, but let that be an option. Um, okay. So that's, that's one thing. Um, also have a goal you know part of my thing is I you know talk about um the business of dating you mm-hmm. know have a goal of how many dates that you want to go on. and that was part of the challenge that we did how many dates do you want to go on in a month how many yeah. dates do you want to go on in a week and you're going to have to start with a number so I say you know some people say some dating coaches say you know get online every day and approach a few people. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not doing it. I wouldn't do it every day. <laughs> I have things to do. <laughs> but, but, but maybe once a week, I'll dedicate right. about an hour or so. <laughs> and okay. I'll reach out to yeah. 25 people. And, you know, okay. like each day, some people may respond, some people won't, you know, it'll probably mm-hmm. be like two or three of them a day that you actually end up connecting with either on the phone mm-hmm. or in person. And you keep okay. on doing that. You don't do okay. it just for a week. You do it the next week and the next week, the next week and the next week. And just like, yeah. okay, so you're, if people are in business, they know marketing, any marketing thing that you take on, anything new in marketing, you, you give it six months to see if it works, mm-hmm. it works, what doesn't work. Do the same right. thing with dating. Just be consistent, be intentional. Just again, there like we go. were with everything else in our life. So yes. um, also, and I know there's, you know, I work with a lot of Christian women um, mm-hmm. And there's like two two thoughts, um, you know, many, many men and women are like, well, when God has the person for me, he'll send that person to me. And it mm-hmm. just happens. I mm-hmm. don't necessarily subscribe to that because again, I feel like God didn't bless your business because you did nothing. You still worked yeah. on it and, right. and he opened up doors and he blessed you in other ways, but you had to work at that. You mm-hmm. had to work and succeed, and then it was still blessed, you know, with your labor mm-hmm. um, as well. And so the same thing with dating and relationships. I feel like mm-hmm. you, do, you have to, you do definitely have to work on you and mm-hmm. make sure that you're showing up correctly, but mm-hmm. you have to do work. You definitely have to do work. Right. So, right. Those are, I like that. Those are our, That's good. Of those things. That's good. That's good. Thank you so much for sharing that. If you could share one thing. To someone out there that's still listening and are still a little skeptical um, about, you know, getting out there and trying to, you know, meet someone. Um, if there's one other thing that you could share just to encourage them um, so they could see something possibly different change in their in their life. Um, what would you say? What would you say to them? Mm. One, I would say, um, you know, there is a person out there for you, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and just be open, be open to just different possibilities. Um, and 
and be consistent. You know, my thing, I always go back, just be intentional about it because I don't want anyone to experience or go through what I went through. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there was 10, there's 10 years of my life that I can't get back. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't want to, you don't want to settle in an unhealthy relationship and know mm -hmm. that you are destined for, for so much more. You know, mm -hmm. get back out there. The more mm -hmm. you, the more you date, the better you get. It's like mm -hmm. anything else. And so you right. will be um, a little nervous or apprehensive in the beginning, um, mm -hmm. putting yourself out there, rejection. That's part mm -hmm. of life. That's yeah. part of everything. And so we've got to go through that. You know, it's just like in sales, you're going to get way more no's than you get yeses. <laughs> But you, you just have that to know right. that that's that, right. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. That's the truth. But that's not the yes. end. Um that's true. and just you know, you know, approach it like a business in, in a way, so to speak. Um Yeah. I like that. You know, know, yeah. know that the rejection is there. And you have to try some different things. You know, I talk yeah. about having a um a dating card. And mm -hmm. I probably, you probably heard about it already, but it's, you know, yeah. it's like instead of giving someone that you meet a business card, which has all your information and where you work, because I believe there are stalkers out there. So you yeah. get a dating card <laughs> with just either your first name or your initials or a mm -hmm. nickname or something like that. And you get like a virtual number, a cute little picture with no mask on it. <laughs> and <laughs> if you come across someone, uh, or yeah. you talk for a conversation with someone, you know, give them this card and like you know, have them, you know, give give you a call or, or what have you. You know, check for rings and ring fingers and all that, even though that's not an absolute. But you know, you can do things like that. So, you know, okay. the, the person's kind of like, man, I don't want to get back out there. I know I get it. It is is daunting <laughs> to yeah. think about it. And I I speak to women almost every day now. Um, mm -hmm. who are just kind of like, uh, like it's crazy out here. Um, yeah. um and they're just not sure where to go and you don't want to put the time into it. Yeah. If, if, if I could, you know, if it were possible, I would tell women if they are at a certain level financially and they could spare the time off, take like a month mm -hmm. off or take like yeah. three months off or yeah. whatever it is and work on you without the distraction of work. Because if you if yeah. you really do care about connecting with someone, you are going to have to put that work into it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can take some time off, do that. Um, mm -hmm. And work on, you know, dating and just spoiling you and dating. Mm -hmm. And don't just date mm -hmm. one person. The first person that's kind of like, that you like, don't just stop there. Yeah. Date other yeah. people. Continue meeting other people continue um that mm -hmm. way there's no pressure and then they mm -hmm. can show you what they have to offer and don't rush right them. you know exactly a little bit um competition does encourage commitment sometimes so <laughs> oh there you go yes yes if a man like knows that. that you're dating other people he might be uh -huh. like you know what she might meet someone better she might leave let me step my game up uh-huh that's so true. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. Listen, before closing, um, Tamika, I want you to share 
how people can connect with you um, on social media, your websites. Um, share your information, please. Sure. So you can go to the website, which is myplatinumconnections.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at platinum underscore connection. You can also find the group on Facebook at Platinum Connections. So just type in Platinum Connections, you can find me somewhere, whether it's in LinkedIn, Facebook, or online. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was so good. I so enjoyed uh, this time with you on today. Um, I'm telling you, don't give up hope out there. You know, there is love out there. Um, you know, like Tamika was saying, we got to, you know, put in the work, you know, and um, just don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. So again, thank you for joining on today. So glad that you guys were with me here. And just remember always to keep looking up. Don't give up hope. Know that things are working out for our good. Keep the faith and remember to get unstuck and sexy. Again, sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. Be blessed, guys. Thanks for joining us. Take care.